Welcome to this session of our Cultivating Resiliency for Women in Agriculture podcast series one. The Cultivating Resiliency project develops tools for women in agriculture to recognize, adapt to, and develop positive coping strategies to life stresses. This podcast series is developed from our Cultivating Resiliency webinar sessions. I'm Megan Roberts, and I co-led this project along with Doris Mould. In this podcast, we feature Shauna Reitmeyer and Brenda Mack as our session hosts. Shauna and Brenda are professionals in behavioral health with family ties to farming. In this session, we summarize the second half of our You Can't Pour from an Empty Cup webinar. One of the ways we can refill our cups is to practice self-care. Here, we focus on emotional self-care and decision-making as a way to get and stay energized. Here's Brenda. Something that's been helpful for me regarding, you know, what issues am I going to focus on? How am I going to make decisions? What's my plan going to be? Is for me, it's helpful to feel a sense of accomplishment. And so I'll look at all of the tasks or activities that I need to do or get done. Um, and I'll write those down. And then I'll look at that like lowest hanging fruit. You know, if I'm walking by uh, an apple tree and there's an apple that is, you know, right uh, at kind of my arm's length reach, it's easy to pull that apple down and take a bite out of it. And that's really what I think about with um, when I'm organizing tasks and activities and trying to feel a sense of accomplishment is starting with those things that are more easily and quickly accomplished. And there is something about like scratching through that line on your to-do list mm -hmm. and seeing that it's done. Mm -hmm. That gives me energy. It fills my cup a bit. And now, um, you know, we walk into that next step of the process is really how do you make decisions and what the process of decision making is. You know, and these are just some of the things to think about. And we're going to talk about a couple of those um, in a little more detail here. But identifying, you know, problem solving, identifying what's the decision that needs to be made. Um, gathering the information and do you have the facts? Do you have your personal values that are important for you to, to weigh this information against and identifying your options of what you want to do? Um, you know, weighing what that evidence or that information that you gathered, is it high risk, is it low risk? And choosing which options that you want to take action on. Um, so that's really just the process that in things that you can be thinking about as you move forward with tackling that list of things that you've just come up with. And so these are some questions when you're trying to solve a problem. Many times it's trying to really get at, is there a root or an underlying issue? Because sometimes some things come up that, you know, there might be five things, but it's really something that is at the core that needs to get addressed, you know? And so it, an, an exercise that I use very often is this ask five why. If you ask five whys to what your first problem or first issue is, you start drilling down and you get to what that root of your question or your problem is that you're trying to solve. What you could do in asking, well, why why can't we make this vet bill? All right, because now you're 
diving into, well, because I've got these three other bills, I've got to pay for seed, I've got to pay for feed, I've got a I've got labor costs, you know, yeah, and I've got, and I've got to compete on in the house and food on the table. Well, exactly. And okay. so then, then you say, well, why do we have that? Well, my value and I've got my, my priority is that my family, I need to pay for this first. And then you start, then you start drilling down. And what it does is it helps you. So it doesn't solve the problem. I mean, you're, you're getting to the root of what an issue is, but then you start diving into what do I have control over or what don't I have control over? This does not mean when you go through a process like this does not mean it's going to make it easy. It's giving you a framework to start asking the questions because there are going to be times the reality is that there are times we're going to have to make really hard decisions that yep. we don't really want to make, but by making them itself relieves some of that pressure. You know, right. do I need to, do I have to scale back in my production of what I've been, you know, with whatever, you know, your, your crop is or your cattle, um, because I can't keep up with these bills or I need to scale back in some of my fun or personal activities that I want to do to make sure that I can put food on the table and pay the vet bill. Maybe right. I'm going to have to hold off on a trip that I wanted to take or a remodel on something. You know, when I see this and I hear you talk about this a little bit further, to me, it's like um, that apple that I just picked from the low hanging uh -huh. from, from the tree and that you're taking a bite of an apple and the core of the apple is your ability to make an informed decision. And so this process of taking those bites of the apple or if you want to reference peeling away the layers of an onion, mm -hmm. it's to get to that point where you make an informed decision. Yeah. And it might be a difficult informed decision. It might be an outcome that you don't necessarily want to have happen. But you're at that point yeah. where you can make that informed decision because you've been through this process of asking yourself these questions. Mm -hmm. reaching out to somebody else where that decision affects them as well. And it helps you to organize and structurally think about that a little bit more. It does, you know, and it also helps you start, you know, the what and the why, you know, that kind of gets at some, the underlying, like, okay, how did this come up? Um, why did it come up? Um, you know, is it an interpersonal relationship issue? Um, and then you start getting into, who's involved am i am i trying to please somebody or does somebody have an expectation on me so it helps you start figuring out getting more to the now how do i um how do i address that and then so then moving in as we drill down to what how do we solve that problem what questions am i asking you know one of the other pieces here is how do i assess the risk um, so when I'm starting to get ready to make a decision to say, do I want to move forward with with something, you know, and let's use an example of um, one of the things on the list that you dumped out on your, you know, from your brain dump that you you've done is, you know, 
I, we just found out that a big section of the side panel on the barn is rotting out and that's where the cattle all line up for, you know, milking every morning and you're trying to figure out, you know, what do I do? You know, do I, um, do I build a brand new barn? Um, do I just repair a section? Um, you start asking your, it's say it's October and the snow, you know, we won't say it's the 22 below zero that it was here this morning in, in Kirkston, Minnesota. Let's say it's winter is coming and you know you have to do that. So you start weighing out, is it probable? Can we do this? And is there a, a risk? So, um, you know, what's the risk to the cattle? You know, what if, um, you know, the barn is, the, it makes the structure, you know, unstable. Um, is the barn ready to fall down? Well, yes, it is. If it's ready to fall down, then you've got a safety risk. You've got a risk to people working in the barn. You've got risk to the cattle. Um, you start making a de decision of, okay, we're going to repair. All right. Do we have the, 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 um, can we afford it? Do we have the income to cover that? Is it repairing versus building a brand new barn? So you look at if it is something that, yep, we've got the money, we can fix the, the side of the barn, we're not gonna build a whole new barn. So you know the probability of being able to do that is pretty high. And you know the risk is maybe somewhat medium. The, the barn isn't gonna fall down right away, but it allows you to start weighing your decision on probability with the problem is how risky is the problem. So it helps you make some decisions on that. I think what can be helpful about this as well is it helps you frame the issue and, and get organized around the issue. And it's something that you can do with the other person in your relationship that is yeah. needing to make a decision about this. So okay. you certainly can do this independently, mm -hmm. but it's also meant as an opportunity to have like a shared vision or process of, yeah. of being able to make decisions. Yes. And that's the secondary purpose behind this. So this is great in helping get all that stuff that's in our head out on a piece of paper, start asking questions, using those frameworks to figure out what do we work on first, how risky is the issue, and helping then moving into how do we plan for the action of fixing or solving whatever the problem is. And I just pulled out a couple you know, examples, and what Brenda was saying is the secondary piece behind this is you can do this with your spouse, with your business partner that you might run your farm with as a way to put this information out on a piece of paper so it doesn't become struggles potentially um, and it's used as a communication tool. It's used as a, an accountability tool. So now you say we've decided as our farm we are going to repair that side of the barn. We are going to do it ourselves. We're not going to contract out because we feel like we can do this. We've researched that. So now if I, you know, it's just my husband and myself that are working on this, um, it's the two of us that are gonna are figure out who's doing it, but it also helps me say, all right, Shauna, this is what I'm gonna take care of, so that's what I'm in control of, 
and my husband's going to worry about these things. So those are the parts that, you know, he can worry about and I don't have to worry about them because he's doing it. So this just is a tool. I mean, it can be as detailed as you want it to be, or it could be as simple as that little, you know, picture up there with, uh, you know, a marker on a piece of paper that, you know, the idea really behind this is to help um, figure out who's going to do what to accomplish a goal and to move forward. So you've made a decision, you're being intentional about whatever that decision is. And it can also, when I think of from family dynamics it's as well, I mean, you could be putting your children in there that might have a task. Oh, they might not know how to do it. Maybe I'll put a checklist together so when they go out to the barn, they know what to do. Or, you know, it helps just, again, that communication, and having those side conversations with with your spouse or your partner around boy are you know are you worried at all now you know we've got to do this and we know we've made this decision but are you worried about you know the cost mm -hmm. you know is there anything that you're you know concerned about um, you know as we do this you know so now you're it's about the activity of action planning but it allows for a backdoor approach to start having some conversations with your partner as well. Now here is Brenda one more time for some concluding remarks on a decision many find challenging to make. The decision to say no when we have too much on our plate and our feelings spread thin. I'm giving everyone here permission to say no. We don't have to be everything to everyone. And if we are trying to be everything to everyone, you're probably going to see your stress increase to levels that can be very unmanageable. So it's okay to, to, it's okay to say no. The question to start asking yourself a little bit is, what of these things align with what's really important to me? What are my values, you know, as we start figuring out how do you move forward with managing all of this stuff so that when the next, you know, person comes up to you and asks, hey, could you help me with this fundraiser or could you do this, you know right away what is the most important to you right now and sure you want to be helpful, but maybe not right now because you're overcommitted. Or, oh, you know that in a week something's going to come off your plate and you'll have time then um, to be able to help. It just helps you make manage a little bit more all of the demands that are happening. Thanks for joining us on this Cultivating Resiliency for Women in Agriculture podcast series one. Becoming more resilient and practicing self-care takes intention and focus on making careful decisions. It takes care, time, and effort to support each of the three legs of the self-care stool. These three legs are relationships slash social care, emotional self-care, and physical self-care. Here, we really focused in on the emotional self-care leg of the self-care stool, in particular through the context of emotional self-care in decision-making. We started by talking about picking the low-hanging fruit when it comes to tasks and decisions. We learned strategies like making lists, asking yourself good questions, why, what, how, 
What is causing your stress and making your decisions difficult? And we learned on focusing on what we can control. When making your decisions, can you come to a solution that relies only on the things you can control? We can't change what we can't control. Finally, remember that we have limited time in our days and sometimes the decision we have to make is to say no in order to protect our time and to reduce negative stress. Speaking of reducing negativity and negative stress, our next podcast will focus on increasing joy and happiness in an agricultural life. This project is a collaboration of American Agri-Women, District 11 Agri-Women, University of Minnesota Extension Women and Ag Network, and the Upper Midwest Agricultural Safety and Health Center, UMASH. You may find the recordings for an entire webinar series on the UMASH or American Agri-Women websites under Cultivating Resiliency.